One. Hello, hello, hello. Hi, everybody. Thanks for coming back and joining us again. Men of a certain age, the podcast. The podcast. The podcast. The podcast. Yes. Yeah. How are you? I'm good. I've ha- it's um. I feel I'm a little fatigued from an eventful weekend, and I've, I've I don't I haven't had like an eventful weekend like this in a while. A lot of new experiences with new people. Ooh, you want to so share anything specific? We can get into it as okay. we get in, but okay. no, really, it was it was good. It was I, I feel really good, fresh, restored, renewed. Looking forward to the rest of the week. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Oh, that's that's a good yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. You know. When when we we called this podcast men of a certain age two years ago, yeah, all right. And how is being a man of a certain age different today for you than it is or it was two years ago? What differences have you, <laughs> aside from all the life changes that you've gone through, <laughs> setting that slight detail aside? And the reason I'm laughing really hard right now is because, like, moments before we started, Gar was like, we have to make this one fast. <laughs> and then you it's gotta be a quickie. That's the, and that's the opening question. And that's, yeah, yeah, just, you know, because. I can't follow through with anything I say. <laughs> if, uh, if you ever meet me in person and I say, hey, you know, just, you know, can I, a quick question, just run. <laughs> uh, well, to answer your question, um, yeah, the, the mindset is different today than it was two years ago. You know, the things that I don't know that I could, if I can put myself in my, my shoes um, two years ago, like today, right? Like October 2019. Or, yeah, 2019. What did that feel like? It felt s- sure. Yeah, well, you, we, were I pl- felt, we were planning the Halloween party at Seoul. Yeah, and I, it was fun, and I felt sure, and it felt um, steady. Okay. It felt, you know, I was... That's where I'm... That. Okay. And it was probably... There was, there was a little bit of, like, dullness... Um, cause I was, I mean, we we're starting projects and I was looking for, I was looking for things to do. I had finished doing the, the weightlifting thing. So I think I was starting to do the triathlon thing. There was like me, like looking, 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 okay. looking, looking, I guess is what I, I could, I mean, I can only see that like hindsight sees 2020. So I feel like there was that energy at that point, but okay. Yeah. All right. I mean, for me, it's, it, it's. Interesting because from all right, let's go to our, okay October two thousand nineteen. We can do that. That was uh that so two years ago. That was about five months before the pandemic hit, right? Yeah, we were all. I mean, we were all saying how two thousand nineteen was really rough, and we were looking forward to twenty twenty. We were such pieces of shit we for saying no that. We just what we don't know. fucking we don't, dicks we, we were. <laughs> what fucking assholes we were. Oh, I can't. Such a tough year. Can't wait for twenty twenty. What was so hard about? Two, I mean, I'm sure that something will remind us of what was hard about two thousand nineteen. There's I, always something hard. I going don't. On. Yeah, there was that. You know what? That's the thing. There's always going to be something tough going on, mm-hmm. and. A lot of what we've spoken about since then, especially we did the uh, Eckhart Tolle book 
throughout the pandemic, mm-hmm. all right, a new earth. And one thing that we've learned from that is, you know, you just got to stay present because every day there's going to be something troubling going on. And it's not about whether there's going to be something troubling going on. It's about how we react to it That's and what it. we do. That's it. That's all we have. And if you know that you have this mentality of I can handle it, then you don't have to live in that, oh, it was such a tough year. I can't wait for the next year to begin. No, it's just life. I'll tell you what's changed for me, though. I felt like a man of a certain age at that point because I was 40. Yes. And and it had, at the moment, this is just, I'm talking about me personally, not the whole concept. Like, me personally, like this, kind of like this cool, older guy you know, kind of thing, man of a certain age. And, and I'll tell you from two, October 2019 to now, my kids have grown so much mm-hmm. that they've aged me. You know what I mean? Like, like I'm at that point where a lot of the conversations are, um, so what is that? You're like, and I'm like, what is that? What do, you, what do you mean? What does that word mean? And I'm like, wow, I'm starting, I'm starting to feel it. And I'm just like, okay, like, you know, I'm, I am in the most cool way possible, uncool. And that's with me. That's okay with me. So, um, so that's, that's really what's gone on is in, it just so happens that in these last two years, my kids have gone through these tremendous growth spurts physically and mentally, you know, just they're developing. Sure. And I feel more like a dad than ever um and it's great i love it it's cool it's a cool experience but and at the same time oh at the same time it's like wow like i'm i am i'm at a different place in life like for sure like before it was like oh you're 40 welcome to the fourth floor things are a little different here get ready and i was like okay and just kind of going with it but now i'm like oh man like it's that difference. It's my kids are teenagers and I'm dad. And it's not like, you know, when I was in my 30s and they were younger and they were like, oh, my dad's so cool. You know, like now they're like, oh, it's my dad. Yeah, yeah they're establishing their own identities. They're separating. Yeah. They're creating their own path. Absolutely. And they're running out of like a much like there's relevant as to what's everything that's going on right now. That Yep. Yep. Yeah, absolutely, man. So, you know, there's like dating involved and there's. You know, like dropping off and pickups and my son's walking home from school now and walks to school now and he's in high school and is like really, yeah, everything's, you know, everything's changing, you know, which mm-hmm. is, which is great. That's a good thing. We encourage that, right? We, yes. we, I mean, we want it's inevitable. Change. Yeah. It's inevitable and we welcome it. That's the idea. Right. But, uh, so the, so why did I ask that question? Why did I lead with that question? I'll tell you because I'm starting to understand that how, as we get older, we have more responsibility and we have, I guess, more is expected from us as people who have, we're grownups now and we're legit adults, like not like I'm an, like I'm a, I'm an adult in the eyes of the government or I am like becoming an adult and adulting in my 30s. When you hit 40, it's like you're a fucking adult. There's no like kind of sort of maybe, you know, you're learning. There's no more learning curve. Like here you are, like you got to know your shit. Mm-hmm. And, and I see how and why it gets harder. It's hard for everybody, but it gets harder 
to show vulnerability. I could see that. Yeah. I, th- I would... Well, the difference between two years ago and today also is, for me, like, I just am, have a clear understanding of the stuff that would keep me stuck. And I have no, and I am now like conscious about not wanting to be stuck. I also know something today that I did not know then is that, and it's kind of a twofold thing. One, you really have to work for whatever you want. Yep. And the best way to achieve that work is just to be consistent. Like you find a pattern that works and you just keep at it. Like literally every day, those stringing together good like good habits and good decisions that will that are that are directly like in the that that puts you in the path towards that thing that you say you really want mm-hmm. is is like the road to achievement it's the road to success it's the road to like fulfillment and 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 that's something i didn't know then you know i was looking for like i was i would make these goals of achievement to do and then i would like be on the training plan and i would do it and I, that part was fun but then the day of the event would come and go and then i would be left with like with like a like a vacuum huh interesting okay that i try to fill with something else um and like to come back to like today it's knowing more about instead of like trying to just I was like almost like um, keeping myself distracted from like going deeper, um, coming into understand like like wanting to be like achievement oriented so as to like be able to I don't know like feel good or feel like successful without doing like the hard hard work in the places where I probably should have been focusing. Mm, um, I feel that, and I've like and for in certain places I came to that realization. A little too late. So I and then I got to and having come to understand that, it's helpful for the f- going forward. Like how not to make the same mistake twice. Um, how to be more present in my relationships, my personal relationships, my professional de- relationships. Mm. Um, understanding that, like you said, vulnerability is kind of like the key, is a key component to. To like to any relationship that we have in this world, you know, mm-hmm. and it really and and it and it could be as simple as um, I think when you're in touch and willing to be vulnerable, um, it's like you the willingness that you have to like look someone in the eye when you say hello, and it could be as brief as like getting your cup of coffee from someone, acknowledging that moment, you know. Do you have the space and the and the, the resilience to whatever's going to keep you from being vulnerable within to allow that moment to happen? Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't know that two years ago. Yeah, I, it's it. That's uh, that's powerful. We've been reading the. Well, I think you read it already, but I'm in the I process did. of reading "Daring Greatly" by Brene Brown. Uh-huh. Amazing, amazing. I, I think it's great that there's. Well, I'm sure she's not the only one, but somebody has really made a name for herself in in researching vulnerability. Yeah. Um. And I and I think it's I think it's wonderful. But what vulnerability is so difficult. Why? What is the one thing you have to give up to be vulnerable? I mean, in my head, it's ego is the first thing to think of. Well, yeah, it's linked which to Which is why, it. like, I, I don't think I could have understood and, and taken... Correct. I could, having, like, our path of doing Eckhart first and then, like, me reading Brene after, that's, like, 
I needed to understand that first part to like be able to and those two like her component like the work that she that I read through her has really helped me like figure out the other stuff. It's it's awesome. I mean because the the one thing you have to relinquish if you're going to be vulnerable is control. Yeah, well it's that story that you have in your head about yourself. Yeah. That keeps you from doing the things you want to do, which is not really your story. It's usually the voice in the head that usually belongs to somebody else. Yeah, and it, it, but it's also, you know, not being vulnerable and trying to keep control is self-preservation. I mean, it's basically keeping safe, staying well, safe. Well, sure, because you th- the people consider vulnerability with weakness. That's the synonymous term, it, right? And so right. you don't want to Which show it shouldn't weakness. shouldn't be. No, it's not. It's not. And, and the way that, that in, a re- in a really great way that I, I, it was explained to me that helped me understand that was that vulnerability is a key component to courage. Correct. Um, and there's nothing weakness. There's no, you cannot, there's no one who is courageous, who is not vulnerable, and no one who is courageous is seen as weak. That's right. So That's vulnerability right. cannot be weakness. Absolutely. I mean, if, if you, it, you know, even if you were to take examples of like, you know, uh, you know, not that I, you know, encourage or am for war, but war stories, like the person who leads the person the first person to run in front of the opposing side you know they're physically making themselves vulnerable sure you know you know and but it was courageous for them to take the lead well, in, in 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 that situation so you know if you think about it even from that from the physical standpoint you know yes i mean vulnerability is key to courage which is you know, the, the reason why there's a lot of people that I get, in my office at least, that are frustrated that they haven't achieved certain things in life, mm-hmm. right? And it's because they can't get out of their own way. Now, people are great at saying that statement. You, oh, you got to get out of your own way. You got to get out of your own way. But what specifically do you mean? Well, you have to allow yourself to be vulnerable because you, you're you going to have to acknowledge that you're going to fail, that you're going to fall on your face. You got to get back up. You have to bounce back. Every time it's that motion, that ability to bounce back from a bad situation is what is actually going to create positive emotions. It's what's going to create ultimately success. But in order to be willing and open to experience those failures, possible failures or rejections or whatever, you know, you have to allow yourself to be vulnerable. So you have to relinquish control. You know, you can't try and play it safe all the time. You have to relinquish control and understand that things aren't always going to go your way, and that's okay. But if you fight through it, what comes at the other side is usually something that either you want or maybe it's not what you wanted, but it was something that's meant for you, and you end up realizing that's what you needed all along. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, so that's, you know, that's one thing that I have found that I've had more struggle being vulnerable as I've gotten older, which is interesting to me. Like I find that fascinating because there's more pressure to have it all together. And I feel like I'm less likely to be vulnerable, but you need to be vulnerable at every stage of your life. Agreed. Agreed. And there's levels of that, you know, and you don't always like I keep, I keep certain levels of that for myself or for like my therapist um, as a kind of like way to, pr- like I understand how being vulnerable is very important, um, but expressions of vulnerability vary depending on the situation that I'm in, you know? Yes. Um, 
so like I just I, I I that's what helps me whenever I start to get up in my head or I start to get like worrisome about things and or the vulnerability might be like leaking out of me, um, you know that's like what you said before like being present like what's going on inside where are we coming from what's pulling us into this direction, um, I think what really ends up I think a oh, I'm thinking a lot. I, we're, human beings are like designed and like we're con- we're designed to connect with people like we're literally seeking connection mm-hmm. um and, yes. and a bunch of different people have found different ways to get that um I like have like i know how you said that you went to the gym not because you wanted to be fit but you wanted a community yes you know people get on dating apps because they want to connect like there is that thing that we're seeking right um and yet that only happens when you're willing to be vulnerable. Like it takes like, can you like the person who doesn't feel in shape, but needs to wants to walk into the gym for the first time that in an, an overcoming that feeling of fear or whatever the, or the voices in your head, like, what are they saying? Like, Oh, they're all going to laugh at you or right, like, he's too right. fat or, and, and, then, and, and we know this, especially where we work out, no one is going to say that. And the person who may think that is, has, it's more about what's going on in their own head than has to do with anybody else. A hundred percent. You know, so, you know, being vulnerable isn't about like crying. Right. All of your feelings and being 100% sharing every fear that you've ever had on a podcast. Right. You know, <laughs> for the world to hear and then judge. It's, you know, feeling the feeling of anxiety and then looking it in the face, like looking that fear in the face, those feelings in the face, and pushing ahead along with it. Like, yep, we're anxious. Uh-huh. We're still, we're going to keep going. Yeah. I'm going to walk into this gym now. You know, I'm going to wear this Speedo on the beach today. I'm going to take <laughs> off my shirt in this workout. How'd you know I wore Speedo the other day? Uh-huh. What? Huh? <laughs> I'm going to go out on this date. Yeah. You know, again. Again. I'm, I guess I'm doing this again. Okay, I'm going to walk into this party when I really only know one person and there's 60 of yeah, gorgeous people, people and I'm all I've got to go on is my sparkling personality. Here I go. And dimples. Here we go. <laughs> I like it. That's good. Yeah. I mean, yes. And, and, and then it's... I found it amazing how the, all that is absolutely true and I agree and I think that, you know, um, understanding that that vulnerability is what's going to get you eventually what you want in a very organic, genuine way is, is important. And then getting comfortable with it. Eventually you get comfortable with being vulnerable. I want, I mean, you know, I, I owe you a tremendous thank you because yeah, you, yeah. Cause I was going through a rough one a couple of weeks ago and I saw you at the gym and, and, and I'm really good at this. I'm really good at like saying, Oh, you know, whatever. I'm I'm kind of blah today. I'm kind of like whatever. I'm not feeling good, um, but it's all right. I'll be all right. And most people are like, yeah, you know, he's a therapist. He'll be all right. He can figure himself out, you know. And you were like, no, l- like sit down, take a seat, like in the weight room, <laughs> in the weight room. No, but sit down. And I'm like, uh, okay, like all right, I'll talk, but I'm not gonna talk about what I just talked about. I'm just we'll talk about other stuff. Whatever you want. And and then there's something about George. That just, you know, I was like, emotional vomit, you know, and man, I felt so much better after you took the time to to talk to me between your bench pressing (laughs) sets, you know, and, and it goes to show you like it, I had to, 
that's what triggered the thought of this podcast today because that's the moment I realized that regardless of what I do for a living, that's separate from who I am as a person. And I, I couldn't believe that I fall into the category of, of, of people that needs to be pushed to be vulnerable. Up until that moment in my life, I, in my adult life, I believed that I was vulnerable and I had no issues being vulnerable and I could be open and I could relinquish control and I could talk about my feelings at will whenever I want with whoever I want. Mm-hmm. And at that moment, I realized that I am not that person. And it was a tremendous realization. Like, you know, and it's crazy because then we can implement now what I do for a living that, you know... It, when I tell my patients it takes great courage to come in here, you know, the, this is this first step is amazing. The fact that you acknowledge that you want to talk to somebody, the fact that you made the call, the fact that you went through the process of insurance or whatever, that you scheduled the appointment, that you woke up that day, you didn't cancel, you showed up, you walked through the door, you're in my office now. Like that is like 50 percent of the work. Sure. It's amazing. And I tell people that all the time. And I'm not saying I didn't mean it. I just didn't feel it. Like, I I meant it because I know it's true. But then, like, after that day that I spoke to you, I felt that. You know, I felt that experience. And I was like, wow, like, it turns out after all that I I am one of these guys that, or people, I'm sorry, that needs to be, you know, like, no, 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 no. I'm not going to let you leave it there. You can't just tell me you're not good and then say you're going to be okay. Why don't we talk about why you're not good? And then you can go and be okay. And I was like, okay. So. Well, kudos to you for sitting down because you could have said, I'm good. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go get a, a bang and I'll be right. I'll see you in a minute or finish working out. You could have taken the exit. I could have. Lane, and very quickly. I could have. Yeah. You know, that is always a choice that people have. Yep. To do, and you didn't. You sat down. I did. I mean, I have a way of cajoling people to do things that sometimes really they don't want to do. do. Though. <laughs> <laughs> you really do. It's crazy. It's my sparkling personality on my it dimples. Is your sparkling <laughs> personality. It is fantastic. I fucking love it, man. Um, listen, for one of them, it is a joy for me to connect with people. Like to me, that's the sauce of of. I don't know, humanity. Yeah. You know, um, I very much enjoy that. I enjoy getting closer to people. I, I like to get to know people. Um, I don't know, just so I can find a tribe of people that I like. And I, I also believe, you know, <laughs> I have a brand and it's called like world peace. I really want world peace yeah. that, and I don't know how to do that collectively. I only know how to do that one-on-one when I talk to somebody Right. Even with somebody that I don't necessarily agree with on everything, I can still like I can I'm confident that I can always find something to connect with somebody on. Yep. And have that exchange like even if it doesn't go anything further than that. You know, I was in an Uber car. I was in an Uber on the way home on Saturday at like very late and it started off amicably fine and inevitably it found its way into some sort of like socio-political discussion and we are very different people me in the passenger seat mm-hmm. in the back the driver driving and he was using like language that clearly like that I took to know and believe that he, had, he believes one way and I believe another way 
And in the face of that, it's like, okay, I need to make sure that I get home safely and night kindly. And it's two o'clock in the morning. And I don't want him to get into a situation where, with Biden versus Trump versus COVID versus everything at this time. Right. Um, so you just kind of like meet the person where they're at and you let them have that space and you just acknowledge that that's what they believe and it's important to them. Yeah. You know, and I, uh, that's kind of how I got, get through those things. But it's the, I, it's easier and we hear more about what we don't have in common. Mm. And there's that, you know how we say like, if, if, if what you listen, you, what we hear becomes like you manifest it over. Like if you're thinking about the red car, you see red cars everywhere. Yeah. So if you're constantly hearing about all the terrible things that are the other people are doing, the other team is doing, the other side is doing, that's what you're programming yourself. That's what you're going to experience. Mm-hmm. So I tried to flip the script. Um, and there's always something you can consume, have in common with. There's always commonalities with people. Connection. Yeah. And it's, it's, there's like, yeah, some people are much more willing to do it. This kind of, I usually find myself being drawn to people. I think that's like from yeah. the beginning of our friendship, it was the way I could always tell that you were willing to go there. Yes. And I like people who are willing to go there. Yep. I am willing to go there. Yeah. Always. As long as we are friends and doing this podcast too, this podcast is cool too. But even outside of the podcast, yes, always. Like I, 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 one of the, my favorite things about, I think I'm, we might've talked about this before. I'm not sure. But one of my favorite things about my current age, 42, is that I'm, I don't know how to word this. Let me make sure I get this right. My, I'm finally meshed with my, my personalities meshed with my age. So I was always ahead of like in my maturity. Like I, I was, I wanted to have these conversations at like 22. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? And it was frustrating living a life where people were like, Oh fuck. Like Carlos is cool, man. But he always gets so deep. Always so heavy, dude. Like my God, like I want to fuck around and like talk about shit and like whatever and this and that. And and I was, you know, and you learn, like you, you start learning your audience, right? And you're mm-hmm. like, okay, well, let me just, and, and, and I hate to say this cause I don't mean it in a condescending way, but I kind of had to like dumb myself down a little bit and like play that role of like, okay, you know, like let's, let's just, you know, let, let me grant myself to be the 22 year old version of me. Yeah, keep it light. Keep it light. Right. Exactly. Um, and one of the things I've enjoyed a lot is actually being able to be the person I always been, but now I'm surrounded with people who are ready to have the conversation, ready to have the talks. Like we say, I'll tell you, you this know? much. I think at four, I can see it now and there's definitely patterns and research I'm sure that will support this, but this age is the time when everything that like all of the, like you said, everything, all the growing, the learning and the, the experiences have been had, um, and you are like, for the most part, I would say we are very conscious of where we are in this moment. Mm-hmm. And so you can't change where you've been. You can only look at what's coming down the pike, which is really not that much left. Mm-hmm. You know, you're basically in the middle. And if you are like out of alignment in any way, it's going to be hard to hear anything else. Yes. So out of alignment, meaning what? What does that mean to you? I would say where like your spirit and that feeling that you're having that is like, uh, this is going to sound really bold because I'm a person that never really knew what they wanted to do until literally right now. Mm -hmm. But I always had this idea of kind of wanting to be 
something that was helpful and I wanted it to feel important um, and to be able to do that with as, like, as help as many people as possible. Yeah. Um, so, you know, fame was like the goal at one point, you know, and trying to figure out how, how to do that, how to do that, how to do that. And then that changed and then I was like, oh, I'm going to like just, I'm going to get married and this is great. I'll just be like, we'll live this life. And it, it was just not what I was supposed to do. Like, it's just not clearly like the experience, that experience, what it was, was not, was not what was for me. And like when that, and you hear it. You're, the message they'll tell you because you start to get like upset or depressed or cringy or whatever because you're going against what you know better. I don't know how. I'm, I'm sorry that I'm lacking the words to be able no, to define no, no, this. No, no, no. I but understand there's like, what you mean, though. And those like there's like I guess it's like um, the symptoms of like your own uh, dissatisfaction mm-hmm. um, because of the fact that you're like. For, and I know how this sounds, but like not being true to, to yourself. yourself. Right. Exactly. You're f- and, and it takes courage and vulnerability in order to even get to know yourself. Uh-huh. That you was know? about to say that. Yes, like absolutely. The, like that full circle. Like, yes. Like in order to achieve that, it you takes have courage to, and vulnerability yes. to say, I, this is not, this marriage is not working and mm-hmm. my life is not, is short and I don't know what, what's coming next. But we need to get off this train. Yeah, yeah, and, and or other other scenarios where or changing the job or change, like yeah, whatever. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, or like, I've always wanted to sing and I'm not singing it, and you just go sing on weekend, and you're like, I, I love this, but and then but and the impeding, like the impediments, right? Like the, and you stopping yourself from doing those things you always wanted to do, like it gets harder and harder to do that now. And I think if you don't, if you don't flip the script, or you don't like lean into those parts of you that really bring you bliss and joy and like are actually kind of have been there the entire time what comes next that's that last part is like misery and resentment yeah i always tell my patients and and i i learned this from my own mentor i learned it in grad school and it was actually in a movie which was really funny but i always tell my patients that if we go back to like the very, 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 very basics of therapy, mm-hmm. why are you here? One of the main reasons that you do therapy is to learn to identify what you want and then learning how to ask for it. And that takes many shapes and forms, not literal asking, but like, yeah. you know, like learning how to go about getting it um, and, and being honest and true with yourself, meaning being vulnerable accepting certain things that maybe you're having a hard time accepting and then being able to actually say the words, this makes me unhappy. Mm-hmm. Like I've been hanging around here, wherever that may be. I've been hanging around here for X amount of years and I was just sticking around for the sake of sticking around, but this does not make me happy. I am unhappy. This is what would make me happy or this is what I feel would make me happier. You know, I would feel better if this happened, if I saw this happen, if my life went this direction. This is where I visualize my life. And I don't feel that I'm on the path to get there. Right. Like knowing how to ask for what you want and and giving yourself permission to have things to want. That's another thing. A lot of people just give up what they want 
for what other people to comply to so many reasons they don't and, know those people I, I, i'm sure people are walking around completely unconscious as to what they want um and i think people give up what they really want for things that they believe will make them more comfortable yes yes and i think the the big i've said it before and i definitely stole it from either from from Brene or from someone that she quoted but that comfort is like the great pandemic of our time Oh, that yes. we are true. People continue to choose comfort because it's easier, it's safer, it feels better. But well, we're also fueled by fear, you know. So it's not. I mean, yes, it feels better, but at the same time, you know. Um, and I think I hope that the younger millennials and then the Generation Z folks, I think, will get this one right. But you know, we're we're from a generation of. You know, you, you you have to grind every single day. Everything can get taken away from you overnight. Uh, that other person's going to do better and just skip right over you. And, you know, like, you know, no, 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 no. What do you mean change jobs? You're not going to change jobs because, you know, you need to, you know, it doesn't matter. Being happy is not the point. You, the, what's security. The, security is the point. Safety is the point. Paying your bills. Getting your mortgage. Be buying the house. Be responsible. You know, no happiness. Happiness the fuck out of here what are you 10 no <laughs> you know like get the fuck out of here you're you're four you're a 42 year old man you're not supposed to be happy you're supposed to be said by somebody structured. who was a 42 who was a 60 year old man who was not happy right who was not happy 42 realized correct. that he was unhappy correct but said double down double down he doubled down he's like well that's what it is to be that's what blah, it is blah, to blah, be blah, yeah blah, 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 blah. 40 equals you know and uh and 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 it's uh we we carry that with us. Mm -hmm. I mean, we carry that with us. So, you know, it's not it, it, everything you said is absolutely true. But in addition to that, we have this added layer of we're fueled by fear. Like if I stop doing what I'm doing and I make this transition, oh, my God, what is it going to become of me? And if I fail, what is that going to say of me? And that's all ego related thought processing. That's all like external focus of control like what does it say about me what that's that is an external focus of control that we're you know you're worried about what people are going to think essentially and who cares and i would say that humanity has this collective experience where we all think about the things that make us super happy and right behind that are all the things that would destroy that happiness Ooh, can you put that into context like an example um, like I'm going to get this amazing job and this amazing raise and this amazing promotion. And then I get it. And there's all the work I have to do. Right. Or they're going to realize that the imposter syndrome kicks in. They're going to realize that I'm a fucking idiot. I've been, <laughs> I've been, I've been faking it this whole time. I've been faking it until I made it. I finally made it and I'm still faking it and they're going to figure it out. Hmm. And then I'm going to lose my job and I'm going to have no money and then I'm not going to afford any of this. So it was all for nothing. So let me just keep, let me stay small. We, we had talked about making imposter syndrome one of the main topics of one of our episodes. In. I still think we should do like we a will, whole. We can, di we can dive you know, deep into it because it definitely plays yes. out in different ways. But in this, like in that instance, you know, where we are told to dream big. Mm -hmm. You can be whatever you want if you work really, really hard, which is. I think an accurate statement. Yeah. But what they don't tell you is what it takes and how and how and the little things that you need to bring in to yourself and the work they have to do within yourself to overcome yourself. Right. 
That's right. Yeah. I mean, it's yes, society is hard, and it's stacked against one group of people, like a bunch of groups of people more than another. There's people who are definitely have advantages and privileges. We know that. And yet, there are people who are able to overcome all the adversity, and there are people who are not able to take advantage of their of all of their advantages within those groups. That's and right. That's the individual expression there. And what separates, I think, the those those groups of people are, my guess would be the the fact that they are willing to be vulnerable and they're in, or and like resilient to the shame that they feel are they're gonna is gonna be put on them, right? Because when you're vulnerable and you open yourself up, the whole idea is like they're not gonna laugh at you. And that's like that feeling of like you don't you feel ashamed of it. You don't right. want you wanna hide it. And so in the being resilient of that, um, I think is what is a separating factor from the groups that are able to like like go and they're the ones that also like d- go in there and fail and then get back up and say, Okay, yeah. that wasn't the one. <laughs> okay, got it. Right. We're also not dead, so whew, all right. You're right. Okay. And and then of course, just I mean since we're on the Brene Brown kick, I am so happy that she brought mm. up the speech by uh who is it that the, where she got the the arena? Roosevelt. Theodore Roosevelt, Roosevelt yeah. yes. And the arena. I mean, that is that puts so much in perspective because um not that I'm I'm not trying to sound like a know it all, but like I've really tried to get that message home with a lot of my patients and 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 it's nice to have like something written for them to read like that they can understand this concept of yeah you know what people will talk about you people might laugh at you people might criticize you but there's like a 90 percent chance that none of those people are in the arena for sure they're just in the stands. In the stands, kind of like eating just, popcorn on their phone, yeah. not paying attention, but judging away. And judging away and just settling with their lives. Mm-hmm. You know, so you know, and 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 the people who are in the arena are the people who are willing to be vulnerable and relinquish a little bit of that control, realizing that they don't know what the future holds and there's only one way to find out. And motion creates emotion, so therefore I'm going to be proactive, and I'm going to go. And if I fall, I'll get back up and keep going, and 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 that's okay, mm-hmm. and that's okay, you know. Um, so, I I have learned because we never stop learning, right? So I've learned something about myself, and I'm going to make a commitment to be more vulnerable. More like quickly, not so it's, it doesn't have to be extracted out of me because you care, Lauren cares, but most people are not going to care enough to want to extract, you know, um, this information. So that's why being vulnerable is so powerful because you need to do that for yourself. So I need to do that for I need to create situations where I can express how I'm truly feeling and have that vulnerability because sometimes just talking about it already alleviates like 50% of the intensity of the emotion. Mm-hmm. Just talking about yeah. it. You know, um, there's a moment in the last uh, episode of uh, Ted Lasso where there's a moment where, you know, wh- did you watch the very last I've episode? All. I'm, I'm all caught up. Where, where one of the characters is like, wait a minute, so we just talk about it, but we don't really work on a resolution or anything like that. We just talk about it. And he goes, yeah, sometimes. He goes, cool. Because he felt better just venting about it. Um, so 
So anyway, as far as this episode is concerned, today on October 11th, 2021, you know, yeah, I, 42-year-old Carlos Escanilla, I'm committing to being more vulnerable and courageous in that sense, like, like my patients are, you know, I admire them, I admire my patients for their, what they do when they come into my office, and I want to be more like them in that sense. Just, just, you know, communicating your willingness has already set your intention. I agree. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. So, George, any last thoughts about this topic? Do you want to read the quote with our to our audience before we... Uh, the quote? Which you quote? you want to read it? The one you just talked about. The one you... The really, arena? Yeah. Should okay. we get it on here? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's see. Let's see. So... Let me look it up. Okay, I think I got it here. The man in the arena. That's the one. It is not the critic who counts, not the man who points out how the strong man stumbles or where the doer of deeds could have done them better. The credit belongs to the man who is actually in the arena, whose face is marred by dust and sweat and blood who strives valiantly, who errs, who comes short again and again because there is no effort without error and shortcoming, but who does actually strive to the deeds, who knows great enthusiasms, the great devotions, who spends himself in a worthy cause, who at the best knows in the end the triumph of high achievement, and who at the worst, if he fails, at least fails while daring greatly. So that... His place shall never be with those cold and timid souls who neither know victory nor defeat. Theodore Roosevelt. Amazing. Amazing. All right. Hey, Carlos, where can they find this podcast? Let's see. Where can they find us? At moacamedia.com, mm-hmm. right? And on Instagram, we are Men of a Certain Age, the podcast. Mm-hmm. But the handle is Moaca Podcast. All right, I am at Carlos.Escanilla for my professional stuff, and my music stuff is at Carlos305Music. George? And all of my content is at, at George I. Sanchez on Instagram. This was awesome. Thank you, George. Thank you, Carlos. Bye. Bye. Bye.